Today's episode is the last half of my interview with Bob Stolzberg of Voice XP. We talk about what flash briefings are, because personally I was confused. But then he goes into some really practical and highly fascinating usages that an Alexa skill can bring to businesses, government entities, and philanthropic organizations. You seriously don't want to miss this one. I learned a lot. My name is Gina Isham, and this is the Sound and Marketing Podcast. I think this is great because, I mean, this is this is also kind of giving um, a little bit of context as to like the different kinds of industries that can use this. Like real estate agents, definitely I could see this being a great resource um, for like, because they're, they're always moving or they're always, they're always after moving targets. So if it can just go as a text message straight to their phone, they can call that person back and they can like you know, get their stuff going. And, you know, as a podcaster, that was an interesting uh, an interesting example that you can actually have a skill so that it will go straight to their podcast and you can put any information that you want in there. Uh, that was one of the things I was trying to wrap my head around was, you know, how how can a podcaster get in on this sort of thing? I, I did an episode about um, like samples, you know, Alexa, send me a sample. But my head was mostly wrapped around e-commerce companies, not n- not, not anything else. So that definitely clarified a lot of stuff to me. Um, and and maybe this maybe this goes with it, maybe it doesn't, but I have been seeing the word flash briefing lately. Can you explain what flash briefing is to me? Yeah, flash briefing is a daily or weekly piece of audio content. Think of it like a news reel or update that anybody can publish. Um, by, you can you can build one for free on VoiceXP.com and publish it to any of the countries that Alexa is available in. But it's really just a way for your audience, whether customers, fans, employees, whatever. It's a way for people to enable your flash briefing so that when they say what's in the news or what's my flash briefing, they will hear your content. And people normally do this, like they'll put their morning news from, you know, the local news place or NPR or their podcaster who also puts a flash briefing piece of content out. Um, It's really just another channel for people to put a piece of information out there. And it's like, it's like uh, I use the analogy of uh, deep sea fishing. Because when you go deep sea fishing, they normally have a few poles with bait hanging off the boat, right? So you're, try- you're fishing with multiple poles. You never know which one's gonna bite because people do different things, you know? And so you've gotta be available in all these different places for people to find you, to engage with you, and a flash briefing can also be a tool to um, drive more engagement because people who are using flash briefings are doing it daily or weekly. Um, it's somebody that is further down the funnel, a tighter relationship with them. It's more flash briefings can be more intimate than um, other stuff, you know, because people subscribe to you and they're listening to you every day. Some podcasters, you know, it's once a week, once a month, whatever. For example, one of the top flash briefings out there is on video game news. And, you know, I'm sure you can imagine the cable TV shows that had, you know, daily or weekly bits produced of stuff that happened in the news, right? It's just kind of an aggregator, talk about funny stories. 
but people would go and watch, you know, Comedy Central just for that person to get the recap. That's very similar to what a flash briefing is. It's just an audit, an audio playing, whatever their content is, you know? I mean, we see real estate agents that use it weekly to publish, like they'll record on their phone or computer an MP3 file of telling people about their new properties that week or, you know, hey, it's November, you've got Thanksgiving coming up and, you know, Coldwell Banker is going to be providing, um, you know, Thanksgiving baskets to homeless people if you can help out. I mean, it's just another place to amplify your, your message and content. Uh, what would you say would be the percentage of time you spend on educating companies on the importance of this and even just educating them in general on how to utilize this? Because you're educating me right now. Um, how what, what would be the percentage of time you spend on that and uh, compared to actually implementing these into someone's marketing arsenal? I flip flop with that. Uh, it's a it's a double edged sword question because. I want to, to be honest, I want to spend as little time possible educating somebody. And that's because there's a lot of buyers out there. There are people that are already educated. And in my almost three years of experience doing this, you know, you spend more time on the education of, and warming up of a prospect as opposed to a customer who's already educated. For example, uh, it's easier for me to sell an Alexa skill to somebody who's got six Echo devices in their house as opposed to the person who doesn't even have one, right? Like if you don't have one, I really don't want to talk to you right now because, you know, you need to go do your own self-education. I can't stop moving because there's a lot of people who have six of them in their house who get it, who are innovators, who have budget, want to spend it, want to make something happen right now quickly or do rapid prototyping. You know, so I'm trying to chase, uh, a, 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 in my opinion, an already qualified prospect. And the qualification comes from their level of education and voice. Um, that doesn't mean I'm, I'm not going to stop and help people who don't know. But we try to do that through videos, tutorials, training sessions, you know, follow Voice XP on LinkedIn. And that's that's the direct source, you know. No, that's that's a very good point. Uh and then you you hit the nail on the head with the whole budget issue too because it's I I do sonic branding I I create sounds for companies and brands and there's not I don't want to spend too much time with the company that thinks oh that's a fun idea but it's not in their plan for marketing yet uh, I want to approach those companies that already understand that this is something that is legit this is something that they need to focus on and um, and that's kind of why I started this podcast is to educate and let people know that there is power in sound so I can relate to that uh, however I also I bought the Echo Dot knowing nothing about it like I learned it with my four-year-old daughter <laughs> So um, there are people that are just kind of like self-educating themselves as well. So it's an interesting, an interesting time, I think. And I wanted to go back to you. You briefly mentioned it about uh, government and city affiliations. Can you give me a little bit more uh, uh, explanation on how you have worked alongside them? Yeah, we've got some skills coming out this month with some states that help people with elections. And I don't want to say too much because there's a lot of uh, press releases and stuff coming out from a lot of organizations talking about it. Um, but 
you know, for people with disabilities or who just want the convenience, they'll be able to simply ask Alexa to get election related information. Things like where's the closest polling place? Uh, what's the absentee ballot process? Send me a sample ballot. Uh, what if I'm an overseas military, uniformed active duty military person? How do I vote? You know, we've basically taken a lot of the election related uh, information and made it easier for people to understand and access through voice. And along the way, we've worked with a couple other cities, municipalities, um, townships that are all looking for how can we use voice as a communications tool. Uh, another use case that I know several people are, are budgeting right now to roll out next year is for emergency management and response. Because think of it, right? I mean, let's, let's use the California wildfires as an example. If you live in California and your you know, city has an Alexa skill that can send you a push notification and that saying, hey, there's an emergency, or that you can ask to get up to the second live or syndicated information about the fire and emergency, don't you think that makes sense? Because, I mean, it's dependent on the internet, but maybe, maybe it's too difficult for people to get that on a cell phone or a computer and they can just ask Alexa. Or, but more importantly, those, by opting into those push notifications, I mean, there will be a day that that will save a life. And we're, we're doing some little predictions here because there's nobody doing that yet, but that's the, that's the technology that's being built right now, budgeted for, and we'll see next year. So states are using it for a lot and municipalities for so many different purposes. I mean, every politician you'll see will have a skill because, you know, there's no fake news when it comes straight from their official skill or Google action, right? Their, their campaign publishes that stuff. So if you want this, it's the direct source of information for people and it's the frictionless easiest way to get it by just asking. Yeah, that's, that's very cool. Uh, you know, I, I kind of started on the preface of when I started exploring like smart speakers and what they can do and these skills and all that stuff, it very much felt to me like it was something that was developed and created out of a creature comfort, but not out of a necessity. And it's interesting to hear you talk about this, where something that did, I still believe it did come about because of creature comfort. But now people are developing things that actually can be helpful. <laughs> you know, like knowing about the wildfires, that's a real thing. I mean, I do live in Southern California and sometimes I'm holed up in my room and I have no idea what's going on. And I have a friend that's like cut off from their house or evacuated or something like that. So I can definitely see a help for that. For the elections, I think that, you know, one of the the main uh, uh, one of the main worries that people have with um, voting in elections is getting the younger generation involved and in going out and voting. And the younger generation uses voice technology, so uh, it could be giving them access to something that they're not going to pay attention to through, you know, um, broadcast TV and all of that stuff. So that's really really interesting that something that wasn't really it didn't really have a need and a necessity at its birth now is creating uh, helpful situations. 
It's very, very cool. Um, I wanted to ask also, I briefly went onto your site and I saw you talking about something about empowering women or you're helping yeah. out the next generation. Can you kind of elaborate on how you're going about that? Yeah, I first of all, I firmly believe that voice represents one of the biggest opportunities for women, minorities, and veterans. And if you're searching for a career, voice represents the best opportunity to get into something technical with absolutely no experience. Um, you can literally become an Alexa fangirl, and within, and if you work hard and you know become build skills, no pun intended, you can get a job at Amazon making six figures. And there are, and I say this because I know so many people who have done it and you can go to Amazon's website, look at the jobs. There's like over 1600 open Alexa jobs right now. There's not enough people to do it. So women specifically should get into voice because I believe they're better communicators they're more empathetic and compassionate and are really better writers in general. And there's so many facets of those things that I just mentioned that women go to school for that translate into this new voice technology, right? Because writing the conversation, designing the conversation, those are all skills that um, people who read and who write have, you know, it's, it's, it's trying because it's really difficult to write a natural feeling conversation when you're writing these skills. It takes lots of practice. And so that's, it's greenfield for anybody to get into this stuff. And so let me, I just had to clarify, like, that's what I believe in how voice can empower women and they can take advantage of it right now. Like if, if you're not happy with your job, if you're looking for a way to get out, if you want to do something new, get into voice and where I would start, is by Googling women in voice. Their website's womeninvoice.wordpress.com. Women in voice is basically an association of women, it's free, that provide so many resources that help women get into voice, whether it's development, uh, business, conversation design, user experience. I mean, there's, it's basically girls helping girls. And it's not limited to girls helping girls because companies like Voice XP are, we love supporting that. I mean, the more intelligent, passionate, good people, mostly women out there that fit that qualification, right? The more we have in voice, the more the whole tide raises for everybody. So Voice XP, for example, gives a free premium license for personal use to all women in voice members, right? Like, hey, it's on me, go empower you and your uh, projects, whatever you wanna do, you can now have a voice and build a skill on Alexa and Google. No cost, you know? It's, that's what we're trying to do is empower women. The second way um, that, that I love, it's such a fun experience, is we help Girl Scouts at summer camps. I've done two uh, workshops now because my wife's involved with Girl Scouts, my son's in Boy Scouts, and it's been easy for us when my wife's the, the camp director to go, hey, you know what, we're going to set up a station and we're going to have the girls build an Alexa skill at summer camp. Or we did another one in conjunction with um, CenturyLink, who is a corporate sponsor, 
to basically build skills with Girl Scouts on World Thinking Day. And that was an amazing event of 125 Girl Scouts that as their troop, they came to different stations and learned about different countries of the world and customs. But Voice XP was the tech stop where we whiteboarded out and used agile software development processes to have these girls build an Alexa skill. And it was so easy because our platform allowed them to basically, let's write down some questions like, tell me about Girl Scouts, who is the founder, what's the Girl Scout motto, and then they would write the answers, program them into the software, and in 30 seconds later, they would ask Alexa their question and hear it. And that was such a magical moment because you know these young girls, uh, they ranged in ages, you know, from brownies all the way up to the cadets were able to like, they, it was a light bulb moment. They got to pro without programming. They still were able to go through a process that captured the, the questions and answers, wrote them out and then typed them in so that they could hear them. And it was just an amazing experience that everyone said was really empowering and, and inspired them to do other stuff. And you know, like what else do you want to build? What other questions or content do you want to put in there? And so to close that loop, basically, you know, helping women in voice, supporting organizations uh, through our school district and through Girl Scouts are how we give back to help women get into voice. It's that simple, you know? And I encourage others to do it because it's, it's so rewarding and you'll, you'll have fun and learn a lot. That seriously blew my mind. I had never really considered that sort of stuff. Uh, and the fact that like, and I didn't think about this, but like essentially voice tech is part of the STEAM program or the STEM program. That's really cool. I love it that you were, that you're helping with the Girl Scouts because, um, you know, personally I was terrible at math and science and I hope that my daughter is wonderful at it. And I hope that, <laughs> I hope that she asks my husband for homework help, but, um, I, I, I really don't want her experience with, um, all of that to be the same as mine. I want hers to be a positive experience and to think that like voice tech could be a part of that. That's really, really cool. And it opens really cool. up so many possibilities um, because you can create so many different things. Um, you know, we see children building storytelling skills or questions and answers. You know, my, my son built something that tells people uh, where to drop in on Fortnite. You know, just gives you a little suggestion or, or where, uh, hey, I'm going to play this part of the game. Here's some tips I need to remember, you know? So I, to, to uh, quote that song from the 80s, I believe the children are our future. <laughs> And they are. And if you, if you give them the voice tools, let them build. And I'm amazed to see what they do. And they're the ones that are creating the future and they're going to use this tech every day. Oh, absolutely. And they catch on to it so much faster than you and I did or do. That is just it just makes sense. You know, uh, yeah, I, I, I grew up in the time period where it was like I didn't have technology when I was little. But I grew up as technology grew up. So I'm like kind of in that weird spot. And but, you know, everyone past me had tech, you know, they had all of these things. They they didn't do, you know, water balloon fights in the middle of the summer, you know, in the cul-de-sacs or whatever. Like they were like playing video games and things like that. So uh, it's just a it's just a very interesting 
interesting time to be living right now. And it's exciting to see what possibilities we have for our children, you know, going forward. It's really, really cool. Uh, So if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, what would be the best way to do so? VoiceXP.com. Just like it sounds. VoiceXP.com. We put a lot of great stuff out there. If you want to Follow the social media feed. Search for Voice XP on LinkedIn. Uh, we've got a lot of great videos going out that show people exactly how these features can help them. You know, like the text message thing, sending coupons and white papers and non-disclosure agreements, right? What are the easy things uh, and time savers that these features make available to businesses through Voice? That's the type of content we put out on LinkedIn. Search for Voice XP. And then uh, if you hit that, you'll find me on LinkedIn uh, and feel free to connect with me. I'd love to help you out, hear your story, uh, collaborate, brainstorm. Uh, It's still early, so don't be shy to connect with me. LinkedIn's our primary source. Wonderful. And I'm trying to encourage this audience, too, that this is the time to experiment. People have not caught on yet, so don't be afraid to mess up. Just do it and and try something. See, See what you find. So... Um, thank you so much for, for joining us today. Uh, very, very glad that I came across you and your company. Uh, kind of blew my mind today. <laughs> my pleasure, guys. Thanks so much. Uh, I know you could have been anywhere, but I appreciate you listening to this and stay tuned for more info from this great podcast. Thanks. Thank you so much. Voice XP will give a free premium license for personal use to all Women in Voice members. I will also provide the link to Women in Voice in the show notes. So women, if you're listening, go empower your projects today. If you enjoyed today's episode, please follow, subscribe, leave a review, and share. You can follow and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Stitcher. And don't forget to enter promo code SOUNDINMARKETING for your one-month free trial of Stitcher Premium. The link and promo code will be listed in the show notes of this episode. To get a hold of my guest, Bob Stolzberg, you can find him at voicexp.com or on LinkedIn for some great video features. For inquiries on producing and developing your own podcast or for inquiries on sonic branding and sonic branding consultation availabilities, you can find me on the Dreamer Productions website. That's www.dreamrproductions.com, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. The Sound and Marketing Podcast was produced by Dreamer Productions and hosted, written, and edited by me, Gina Isham. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.